We finally beat the Yankees since the first time in almost over a year. But we still lost the series. Yep. Two games to three, we lost series to the Yankees. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we'll spoil their chances of possibly winning the division, but yeah. All right. Let's go over the box scores. Game one. All right. Friday. Yeah. It was Martin Perez Day. Martin Perez Day. Oh, it's Perez Day. <laughs> Okay, no one, no one got that. Okay, no one, no one got that number again. All right, all right. So, for to start off the scoring on Friday's game, um, Christian Arroyo hits a three or free run homer, his third homer of the year. Score himself, Christian Vasquez, and Jackie Bradley Jr. make it three nothing Red Sox lead. Then the bottom of the fifth, Christian Vasquez doubles. Into center field, two scores, Andrew Bogarts make it 4 nothing. Red Sox led. But then right after Perez left, which he had an awesome night, we'll get into that awesome night later on in the show. Um, in the top of the seventh inning, um, Gary Sanchez hit a ground rule double into right field. Glaber Torres and Aaron Hicks score, make it 4-2, to two, Red Sox led. And in the top of the eighth, Giancarlo Stanton doubled in to score Aaron Judge, make it four to three. Red Sox still led. And then in the top of the ninth, with Matty Barnes on the mound, Gary Sanchez homered, tie ball game, four four. Then we head in the extra innings. Top of the eleventh, Luke Voigt singles a sharp left or sharp line or sharp ground ball into left field. The score, Mike Talkman, the Palatine, Illinois native, uh, make it 5-4 Yankees lead. And then Christian Royal have a night, Christian Royal. He singles into center field. The score, Michael Chavis, tie up the ball game 5-5 in the bottom of the 11th, but he didn't win it. And in the top of 12, DJ LeMahieu doubles into right field. The score, Aaron Hicks, and make it 6-5 Yankees lead, and that's where the final score would stand. Yankees win 6-5 against the Red Sox. Not a great night. Not a great way to start the final series of this year for, between the Red Sox and Yankees, so not great. Right, Yankees scored six runs on 11 hits and commit three errors, while the Red Sox scored five runs on 10 hits and commit no errors. All right. Box scores, Red Sox uh, batting. All right, so... Uh, Alex Verdugo led off and played right field. He went one for two, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then coming in and subbing for him after he left the game early due to an injury um, was uh, Sue Lin. He he went uh, 0 for 2, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walk, or one walk, and struck out once. And then batting second and playing third base was uh, Rafael Devers. He went 0 for 5. Zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. Then batting third and playing shortstop was Xander Bogarts. He went two for five. Have a night. One or a one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out zero times. All right. And then batting uh or batting fourth and playing left field was uh, JD Martinez. He went 0 for six, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out four of those six times. Six at bats. All right. 
So he's in on the tank. He wants to make the Red Sox good. Yeah. All right. He's in on the tank. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's down with the cause. He's down with the cause. All right. Um, batting fifth and playing catcher was uh, Christian Vasquez. He went three for five. So good night from him. One run, one RBI, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting uh, sixth and playing DH was Kevin Puecki. He went 0 for six. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting uh, eight, seventh and playing center field was Jackie Bradley Jr. He went one for five. He scored a run, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out twice. And then batting eighth and playing first base was Michael Chavis. He went 0 for 6. He did score a run, though. So one R- or no RBIs, zero walks, and struck out three times. And then batting ninth and playing second base was Christian Arroyo. He went 3 for 5, so have a night. One run, four RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. The only extra base hits that they got was a double by Christian Vasquez. He had actually two in the game, one off of uh, Luis Sessa and uh, Adam Adam Alvino. His seventh, both added up to his seventh of the year. Then a homer by Christian Arroyo, his third of the year in the fourth inning off of Jordan Montgomery with two on and two out. All right. Did we hit him early? I'm, I'm confused. I hope we did not go one, two, three once again to this dude. Uh, okay, yeah, we did get a base hit in the first inning. Uh, Xander Bogart singled. All right, and he, Rafael Devers did get on with an error in the bottom of the first. Okay, so good. I was about to say, are we seriously going to go one, two, three? There is something about Jordan Montgomery that makes it so the Red Sox just go down quietly one, two, three in the first. Yes, yeah, it's, it's irritating. Very irritating. <laughs> I don't even think he's that an opposing of a pitcher. What? I don't know. Yeah. All right, so the pitching. So Martin Perez got the start today, or got the start on Friday, and uh, he pitched six innings, gave up only three hits. He surrendered only he surrendered no runs. None of those runs were earned, obviously. He only walked one person, struck out seven, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.88 ERA. So a very good day from Martin Perez. And let's get to the bullpen. Darwinson Hernandez uh, came in and pitched 0.2 innings pitched. Gave up a hit. He surrendered two runs. All two of those runs were earned. He walked two people, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a free point ERA. So I know he's probably now not leading the team in ERA now. Sorry. Yeah, should have pitched better. Darwinson, I mean, give him a rest. He did battle COVID. <laughs> All right. Mark, or Marcus Walton came in and pitched an or 0.1 innings pitch. He did give up a hit, but he did not give up a run. And obviously, he did not give up an earned run. He uh, walked nobody, struck out nobody, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 9.24 ERA. Right. Ryan Brazier came in and pitched an inning. He gave up two hits. He surrendered a run. That one run was earned. He walked nobody, struck out one. Gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 3.52 ERA. Matty Backpacks came in and pitched one inning. He gave up a hit and he gave up that one run, that one time run. And that one time run was an earned run. 
He walked nobody, struck out one, gave up a home run. That was a Gary Sanchez game-tying home run. And he left the game with a 4.57 ERA. Ryan Weber came in and pitched three innings in extras, gave up three hits, surrendered two runs, but thankfully all two of those runs were not earned. He uh, walked no – or how are they not earned? That, that just – okay, all right. They were all singles and double. I mean, Luke Voigt's run was a single, and G.J. LeMahieu's was a double. Tell me that's not I, – I can see if it was like a wild pitch that scored the run. I can see that's not earned or an error. I mean, Okay. Okay, MLB scoring is weird. Okay, all right, move on, move on. So he gave up zero walks, struck out three people, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 4.76 ERA. That's just weird that, because those are all earned runs that they just scored. <clears throat> all right. Yankees box score. DJ LeMahieu uh, led off and played second and first base. He went one for five, zero runs, one RBI, one walk, and struck out zero times. And then batting second and playing right field was uh, Aaron Judge. He went one for six, scored a run, no RBIs, walked walked zero times, and struck out twice. And then batting third and playing DH was John Carlos Stanton. He went one for three, no run, one RBI. One walk and struck out once. And then coming in and pinch running for him was a wait, pinch running and then all right, so it was just a pinch run. Okay. Pinch run and played or uh, pinch run for him was a uh, Mike Talkman, the Palatine, Illinois native. He went 0 for 1. Um one did score a run though. No RBIs, no walks, and struck out zero times. All right, and then batting uh Fourth and playing first base, the one one of the few Yankees on that team that actually do tolerate and like is Luke Voigt. He won one for five, zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out three times. And the reason I, I liked him because um, I listened or listened to the Star Nine interview that he had with uh, Jared Carabas and uh, Dallas Braden. That was pretty funny. He kind of sounds like a really good dude, even though he is wearing pinstripes. They'll kind of like him. <clears throat> All right, and then coming in, pinch running for him was Tyra Wade and also playing second base. He did not get in a bat whatsoever, so there's no point going over his at-bat or his stats. <clears throat> All right, so batting fifth and playing shortstop was Glaber Torres. He went one for five, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. <clears throat> All right, and then batting sixth and playing center field was Aaron Hicks. He went two for five. Two runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then another Yankee that do tolerate batting seventh and playing for base is Gio Urshela. He went one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And the reason why is because uh, his favorite player was David Ortiz growing up and because he's from the Dominican Republic and he grew up idolizing Guys like Ortiz and Pedro and all those guys, all those Dominican players. <clears throat> now, another a Yankee that I do not stand and cannot stand is Gary Sanchez. He batted eighth and played catcher. He went two for five. One run, three RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. <clears throat> and then batting ninth and playing left field was Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier? 
Clint Frazier, he went uh, one for four. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out twice. <clears throat> All right, extra base hits. Uh, doubles by Gary Sanchez and Giancarlo Stanton and uh, DJ LeMahieu. And then the only home run was a uh, Gary Sanchez uh, homer in the t- his 10th of the year in the ninth inning off of Matty Backpacks, Mac Barnes, with zero on and two out. <clears throat> All right. Pitching. Jordan Montgomery pitched four, or got the start and pitched 4.2 innings pitch, gave up five hits. He surrendered four runs. All four of those runs were earned. He uh, walked no, or walked two people, struck out seven, gave up one home run, one home run, and left the game with a 5.12 ERA. Luis Sessa came in and pitched 1.1 innings pitch, two hits, but no runs, and obviously no earned runs. He walked one person, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 2.45 ERA. Adam Alvino came in or came in and pitched an inning. He gave up a hit, but he did not give up a run. No earned runs, obviously. He walked nobody, struck out nobody, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 6.46 ERA. All right. Man, that balloon since the last time we faced them. Wow. A six-point. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Like, these, this Yankees pitching staff might actually be their weakest, weakest link starting and our starters and bullpen. So maybe, I don't know, we'll see. Hopefully so. Hope, deny the Yankees a 28 World Series title. Please, love of God, please den- make that not happen. <laughs> make that not reality. All right, back. All right, Zach Britton came in and pitched an inning. No hits, no runs, and obviously no earned runs. He walked nobody, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 2.12 ERA. Chad Green came in and pitched one inning. He gave up a hit. He surrendered a run. That one run was earned. He walked nobody, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.63 ERA. And then a Rollis Chapman, scumbag of the earth. Um, he shot a woman with a gun. An abuser. An abuser. A woman who shot a woman with a gun. The reason I don't like about um, a Rollis Chapman Every time he gives up a walk-off bomb or something like that, he got, he's got this smiling grin like, I don't care that I just gave up a game, game-losing game home run. I'm just making my millions. Jeez, that's what I mean. Like, get rid of him, please. Seriously, if he's going to grin and kind of just get that, like, smiley grin every time he loses a game, please get rid of him. That There should not be a smiling grin. I, I don't know why he does that. That's just weird. Please go look it up. Please just look it up because that's just weird. The guy gets a smiling grin every time he gives us a walk-off bomb. I don't know what that is. I I just don't like it. All right. All right. So he came in and pitched an inning. No hits. No runs. Well, definitely no earned runs. Okay, so he didn't really give up the game there. Um, Walked nobody. Struck out two. Gave up zero home runs. And left the game with a 3.72 ERA. All right. All right, so here's the Jonathan Lasaga. Jonathan Lasaga came in and pitched two or two innings. He gave up a hit. He surrendered a run, but that one run was not earned. He walked one person, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 2.70 ERA. All 
All right. The win goes to Johnson Lozaga. Lozaga. He pitched or uh, that increased his record to three and zero. He did get blown safe though, so we'll have to give him that. All right. And the loss goes to uh, Ryan Weber. His uh for the year, so now he's one and three. And Brian Brazier does get a four or blown save his fourth of the year. Yeah, really not. I mean, I was going into it like until basically. Crap, go back to it. No, go back until basically the when the bullpen came in in the um, seventh inning. I feel like you know we're gonna cruise through a win tonight, but knowing the Yankees, that's still yeah. I mean, but still, I mean. They were talking on the radio broadcast like how the Yankees kind of looked lost out there to be uh, to begin with. It looked like, oh, man, we could possibly get our first win against the Yankees this year and, and first since a while, dating back possibly to a year ago, possibly. Yeah. But it didn't happen. Our bullpen, being what it is, decided to come in and F everything up. <laughs> yes, I said it. F everything up. Yeah. Well, our starting rotation wasn't really good this year either, except maybe possibly Tanner Houck and Martin Perez, but everything else, no. And a little bit Nathan Evaldi, but still. Yeah. He had some of his moments too this year too. Yeah. All right. We'll go to break and come back and start talk about Saturday's game or game two of the series. All right. Here we go. Game... Two of the series or Saturday night's game. Uh, not really a lot of Red Sox scoring, if any, at all. They did get some base hits, but none that produced in runs. Yeah, none that produced in runs. Yeah, or equal to runs. All right, let's get into it. Top of the first inning, Gio Urshela basically got sack fly to score uh, into right field to Cesar Peblo. Uh, that scored DJ LeMahieu, making 1-0 Yanks. Then, also on the top of the first inning, Clint Frazier singled a line drive in the left field to Michael Chavis to score Aaron Judge, make it 2-0 Yankees lead. Then the fourth inning, um, a single by Ta- Kyle Ishigaka. Ishigaka, I can't pronounce this dude's name. I know who it is. I know I kind of know the dude, but I just can't pronounce his first name. You know, Tyler Hishigasha. Uh singled into right field to score well was deflect or scored uh Clint Frazier, make it three nothing Yanks. Then a ground out for or sack ground out by T- Tyler Wade scored Mike Tockman, make it four nothing or make it four nothing uh re- Yankees lead. And then the top of the fifth inning, Luke Voigt singled into uh, left field to score Brett Garner, make it 5-0 Yanks lead. Then a homer by Clint Frazier made it 7-0 Yankees lead. And then a force ground or first or sack fly double play by Gio Urshela makes it or scores Brett Gardner, make it 8-0 Yankees, and that's where the final score would stand. As the Yankees win their 10th game in a row after falling apart midway through the season, and they win 8 nothing. Yankees scored eight runs on 11 hits and committed no errors. 
while the Red Sox scored zero runs on five hits and commit three errors. All right. Box scores. All right. Red Sox. All right. So Christian Arroyo led off and played second base. He went 0 for 2. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then he left the game, and then Jonathan Arroyo or uh, Jonathan Auruz came in and uh, played second base. He went 0 for 2. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. All right. And then batting second and playing third base was uh, Rafael Devers. He went 0 for 4 as well. So uh, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. All right, then batting third and playing shortstop was uh, Sander Bogarts. He went 1 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting uh, fourth and playing uh, DH was uh, J.D. Martinez. He went four for two, so he got out of the slumps. Awesome, J.D. All right, he did not score a run, though. He did not get an RBI. He did not walk any time. He did not walk. He walked zero times, and he struck out zero times. All right, good. All right. And then uh, batting fifth and playing catcher was uh, Kevin Pawecki. He went one for four. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks. But he struck out zero times. And then batting six and playing uh, center field was uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. He went 0 for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs. He did not walk a single time, and he struck out twice. All right, and then batting uh, seven and playing first base was uh, Bobby Dahlback. He went one for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. All right, and then batting eighth and playing left field was uh, Michael Chavis. Man, Michael Schaefer's in left field. That just seems very odd. Just seems very odd. It just all right. All right. He went 0 for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. Alright, so good on the strikeouts. And then batting uh ninth and playing right field with Cesar Pevlo. He went 0 for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out twice. All right, so the only extra base hits the Red Sox got was a double by uh, doubles by Kevin Puecki and uh, Bobby Dahlbeck, both off of J.A. Happ. All right. Pitching. So Chris Mazza got the start tonight. Joe DiMaggio's uh, great nephew or something like that got the start. Um, he went four innings. He gave up a hit or gave or he gave up five hits. He surrendered four runs. What two? What two of those four? What two of those four runs were earned? He walked three people, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a five point forty ERA. Dylan Kobe came in and pitched two innings. He gave him four hits. He surrendered three runs, and all three of those runs were earned. He walked one person, struck out three, gave up one home run, and left the game with a six point ninety seven ERA. Domingo Tapia came in and pitched one point or one inning. He gave up a hit, but he did not give up a run. And obviously, he did not give up an earned run. Uh, he walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.00 ERA. Robert Stock came in and pitched two innings. He gave up a hit. He did surrender a run, but that one run was not earned. So... He uh, gave up two walk or walked two people, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 4.73 ERA. All right. Yankees box scores. 
All right. Leading off and playing second base was DJ LeMayhew. He went two for five, scored a run, no RBIs. He did not walk a single time, and he did not strike out a single time. All right, and then batting second and playing DH was uh, Aaron Judge. He went 0 for 3. He did score a run, though. He did not get an RBI. He walked twice, and he struck out once. All right. And the one Yankee I really cannot stand whatsoever batted third and played center field, Brett Gardner. He went two for four or two for four. So good night from him. Ugh. Caillou, geez. So he did score two runs. He did not get an RBI. He walked once and he struck out once. All right. And then batting a fourth and playing first base, the one Yankee I can tolerate and can stand and do like is Luke Voigt. He went two for four. He scored a run, one RBI, one walk, and struck out once. And another Yankee, oh yeah, two in a row. That kick do stand, batted fifth or batted fifth and played third base. Gio Oshella, he went one for free. And if you uh wondered why I like Luke Voigt and Gio Oshella, please listen to the last uh segment that we did and before we went to commercial break and you find out. Um you're just listening to it now. All right. He did not score a run. He uh, got two RBIs, walked zero times, and struck out once. And then batting six and playing left field was Clint Frazier. He went three for four, so good night from him. Two runs, three RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then the Palatine, Illinois native, batted seventh and played left or played right field, Mike Talkman. He went 0 for four. He scored a run, though, got zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then uh, batting eighth and playing catcher was uh, Kyle T- Hishigawa. He went one for four. Zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then batting ninth and playing shortstop was Tyler Wade. He went over to over two. Uh, no runs, one RBI, two walks, and struck out zero times. All right, so a double by Brett Gardner and then a homer by Clint Frazier. His eighth of the year in the fifth inning off of Dylan Covey with one on and two out were the only extra base hits that the Yankees got. All right. All right. Trying to look at something real quick. All right. All right. So pitching. Or starting pitching for the Yankees is the pay, or Peru, Illinois native, uh, J.A. Happ. He went eight innings, uh, gave up four hits. He did not surrender a run, or not surrender a run, and obviously he did not surrender an earned run. He uh, walked nobody, struck out nine, so he almost was one shy away of double-digit strikeouts. He gave up zero home runs and left the game with a free point, uh, 25 ERA. All right. All right. <clears throat> Alright, hold on. Let me look up something. Oh. Okay, never mind. Alright. Alright, and then coming in is a uh, crap, I forgot his name again. Alright, Nick Nelson came in, a Juco Bandit. Um yeah, Juco Bandit. Um he pitched an inning, and that was the ninth inning. He gave up a hit. He surrendered or did not surrender a run, and obviously he did not surrender an earned run. He walked zero people, struck out zero people, gave him zero home runs, and left the game with a not 
5.17 ERA. All right. The win goes to J.A. Happ, his second of the year. So now he's 2-2. Two and two. And then the loss gets slapped to uh, Chris Mazza, his second of the year. So now he's 1-2. and two. Really? Man, I didn't realize J.A. Happ was pitched that really that good that night today. Or on Saturday night. Wow. Kind of show. Yeah, I only gave up four hits. Man. I did not give up a run at all. <clears throat> Walk nobody either. Hmm. Nobody on the Yankees pitching staff that pitched that night walked anybody. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Ten straight wins in a row. Ugh. Man. I don't know. But we'll see on Sunday what that all turned out to be. Could this be the one that actually breaks the streak and breaks our losing streak to the Yankees? I don't know. We shall see. But first, let's go to break. All right, we are back. All right. So finally, the Red Sox finally beat the Yankees in a regular season game. The first time since probably the same time last year. Or almost close to the same time last year. Maybe a week off. Maybe we were a week off. Wow. But still, Tanner Howe came back out again. And he was lights out again. As he basically shoved it off the, up the Savages' butts. He really did. He only gave up a hit. And that one hit only produced a run. And But that was about it. That was really about it. Because Tanner Houck basically just went out there and pitched like it was Game 7 of the World Series. And he basically just carved them up. He was carving them up until like the sixth inning. And that's where he gave up the first base hit. Up until that point, he did he wasn't even giving up anything. Except maybe it, he did give up an error. But still, that was basically all that he did again. Hulk, um, Hulkamania kept. That's what we should call the episode. Hulkamania. Yeah, we should just do that. All right, you know what? I just might do that. All right. So, scoring summary. So, in the bottom of the second inning, the Red Sox got the scoring off because by an ice horse homer, a two-run homer that scored himself and Jackie Bradley Jr. make it 2-0 Red Sox lead in the bottom of the second inning. Then the bottom of third, Jackie Bradley Jr. singles into center field to score Raphael Devers, make it 3-0 Red Sox lead. Then the ice horse does it again as he homers a free run homer. The score himself, Bobby Dahlbeck, and Jackie Bradley Jr. make it 6-0 Red Sox lead in the bottom of the third. Then the top of the sixth, the Red Sox or the Yankees do score a run. Luke Voigt grounds into a double play. That scores a Tyler Wade make it a six to one uh, Red Sox still led by five though, and then Bobby Dawback, Robbie D <laughs> hit a solo homer, his seventh homer of his career and seventh of the season, make it seven to one Red Sox lead, and then a sack fly by Suey Lin scores Jackie Bradley Jr. make it eight to one Red Sox lead, and then uh, Jonathan Arar Jonathan Aru's single. Scores Michael Chavis, make a 9-1 Red Sox lead. And then a J.D. Martinez. Oh, that away. Jumbo Don got on the board. With the sixth home run of the year, J.D. Martinez homers in the left field. Make it 10-1 to 1 
Red Sox lit. I did watch the first few uh, innings of the game, but I did go to my nephew's birthday party, so I wasn't able to watch it there. But yeah, I didn't even know JD homered. Wow, Attaway Jumbo Dong, Attaway. Then in the top of the ninth, uh, Luke Voigt does get a homer, but it was basically for losing Eppard. 10 to 2. That would be the score after that, but that was where the final score would stand. As the Red Sox win 10 to 2 and break a losing streak against the Yankees and break the Yankees' current winning streak of 10 wins. Yeah. Possibly ruin their chances of maybe winning the division. Right. Possibly. Or at least even their chances of losing the division. Please, let's make this happen. Let's deny the Yankees a 28th World Series title. Please, let's make it happen. <laughs> let's make their chances even more or more or yeah, more against them. Yeah. All right. So the Red Sox scored 10 hits or 10 runs on 14 hits, but they do commit an error though. While the Yankees scored two runs on three hits, but commit two errors. All right. Red Sox box scores leading off and possibly for the first time um, for the Red Sox and played playing catcher Christian Vasquez. He went one for four. Zero runs, zero RBIs. He did walk once, and he did not strike out zero to, or struck out a single time. Awesome. And then batting second and playing third base was uh, Rafael Devers. He went two for five, so he'll have a day. Uh, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. Then batting third and playing DH was J.D. Martinez. He went one for five, scored a run, no RB or one RBI, zero walks, but struck out once. All right, but that was one time, yeah. Then batting fourth and playing uh, first base was uh, Bobby Dahlback. He went two for four, so have a day. Two runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out once. All right, and then batting uh, let's see, uh, batting fifth and playing center field was uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. He went four for five. Oh, an awesome day from JBJ. Three runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out zero times. So awesome. Have a day, JBJ. And then uh, batting sixth and playing left field was Michael Chavis, the ice horse. He went two for four. Have another day. Three runs, five RBIs, one walk, and he did not strike out a single time. So awesome. All right. Then bang seven. The playing right field was uh, Cesar uh, Pavlo. He went one for two. Zero runs, zero RBIs. He did walk twice. So that's why his, uh, bat, or his uh, bats are low. And But he did not strike out a single time. All right. Then batting eighth and playing second base was uh, Zuwei Lin. He went 0 for three. Zero runs. He did get an RBI, though. No walks, and he struck out zero times. And then batting ninth and playing shortstop was uh, Jonathan Alaruz. He went one for four, zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and but he struck out once. All right, and then the extra base hits doubles by uh, Sandra or uh, Rafael Devers, um, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Christian Vasquez. And then homers, let's go over it. Two by Michael Chavis, increasing his record to five in the year. First one in the second inning off of uh, Davey uh, Garcia with one on and zero out. So little Pedro Martinez, that's what they were calling him, because he worked out with Dave, or uh, Pedro Martinez. Like he kind of – Pedro Martinez kind of helped him out, working on out and stuff like that. Wow. Pedro Martinez, Mr. Re- one of the – one of the 
Hall of Fame Red Sox helping a Yankee pitcher out. What what's the world coming to? <laughs> All right, and then uh, Michael Chavis hit another home run in the third inning. This time also off of Davey Garcia with two on and one out. All right, and then uh, Bobby Dahlbeck got a seventh home run of the year, homer of the year in the seventh inning off of Jonathan Holder with zero on and zero out. And then J.D. Martinez got a homer in the eighth inning off of a uh, is sixth of the year off of Kratz. But zero on and one out. All right. Pitching. Let's see. Tanner Houck got the start today. His second career start. He pitched six innings. He only gave up a hit. And he only gave up a run. And that and even that one run was not earned. He walked only three people. Struck out four, though, so his um, strikeouts did decrease. Um, gave up zero home runs but still left the game with a 0.00 ERA. So awesome. Very good. So I already guess who has the best ERA on the team right now. Awesome. All right. All right. Phillips Valdez came in and pitched 0 point or one inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. He walked no or walked one person, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.14 ERA. Ryan Brazier came in and pitched an inning. He gave up a hit, or he did not give up a hit. He did not give up a run. That one, no earned runs, though. He walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and let the game with a free point or free point for the ADRA. And then Jeffrey Springs came in and pitched in the ninth, so he pitched an inning. He did give up two hits. He did surrender a run. That one run was earned. He walked one person, struck out three, gave up one home run, and left the game with a seven. 7.13 ERA. All right. Tanner Hauk. Hulk Haukamania. Right. Yankees uh starting rotation or st- stats. So leading off and playing third base was DJ LeMahieu. He went 0 for free. No runs, no RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting second and playing first base, my guy. Um Luke Foy, he went one for free. One run, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting third and playing center field was uh, Aaron Hicks. He went 0 for 4, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. All right, and then batting fourth and playing uh, DH was uh, John Carlos Stanton. He went 0 for 4, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out three times. And then batting fifth and playing shortstop was uh, Glaber Torres. He went 0 for 2. Zero runs, zero RBIs, two walks, and struck out zero times. All right, and then batting six and playing left field, the one Yankee I do not stand whatsoever, Brett Gardner, a.k.a. Caillou. All right, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go look up Caillou. I mean, you, you'll understand why I call Caillou and, like, look up a picture, too. I'll, I don't know. Oh, no, we can't post on Twitter. Yeah, we don't have a Twitter page anymore. I mean, at least until we get a new one. Yeah. Because I'm going to show you a picture of this Caillou I'm talking about and a picture of Brett Gardner, too, at the same time. But please go look it up. Caillou and Brett Gardner. It's pretty funny. And look up the actual show Caillou, too, and you'll realize what I mean. Yeah, because and also the annex of Brett Gardner, too. Yeah. All right, so Brett Gardner... Batted six and played left field. He went one for free. Zero runs, no RBIs, one walk, and struck out zero times. 
Ha ha! <laughs> I don't like Brett Garner. He's just... All right. And then batting seven, playing right field is Clint Frazier. He went 0 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out three of those four at-bats. All right. So not a great day for Fr- for Clint. Nope. <laughs> then batting eighth and playing catcher was uh, Gary Sanchez. And also in Yankee, I do not stand because of his worth ethic. He is the same age as me. Born 1992. Yeah. I think he was in November. Yeah. Wow. It just doesn't seem right that these are these guys are the same age as me, around the same age as me, and they're already all-stars. So unreal. All right. So Gary Sanchez went 0 for free. He scored a, he did not score a run, no RBIs, no walks, and he struck out once. And then batting uh, ninth and playing second base was uh, Tyler Wade. He went one for two, scored a run, no RBIs, one walk, and struck out zero times. All right, so the only extra base hits that they got was a double by uh, Tyler Wade. I bet you that was basically the one that broke up the no-hitter. Ugh. Thank you, Tyler Wade. You destroyed history. You could have gave this... You could just let this dude just make history tonight, today, but you decided to be a douche. <laughs> you decided to be a douche and just score a double. You, you, all right. And a homer by Luke Voigt, which I tolerate on the team. His 21st of the year um, in the ninth inning off of Jeffrey Springs with zero on and zero out. All right. All right. Now pitching, Davey, Dar- or Davey Garcia, uh, Little Pedro Martinez. Pitched three innings and got the start. He gave up eight hits, surrendered six runs. All six of those runs were earned. All right, so not Pedro Martinez numbers, okay? Yeah, kind of uh, not too great numbers. <laughs> he walked one person, struck out two, gave up two home runs, all ice force homers, and left the game with a 4.48 or 88 ERA. Luis, or Luis Sessa came in and pitched two innings. One hit, no runs. No earned runs. He walked two people, struck out one, gave up no home runs, and left the game with a 2.21 ERA. All right, Jonathan Holder came in and pitched two innings. Gave up four hits. He surrendered three runs. All three of those runs were earned. He walked one person, struck out nobody, gave up one home run, and left the game with a 5.03 ERA. So did the position player actually oh really a position player actually pitched for the Yankees today wow <laughs> they really are calling uncle they really are she really are putting yet yeah, a position player in wow Eric Kratz who was a catcher on their team came in and pitched one inning he gave up a hit he gave up a run that one run was earned uh he walked nobody struck out nobody Gave up one home run, and that was the J.D. Martinez homer. So that was the only hit and earned runs that they he gave up and left the game with a 9.00 ERA. Wow. All right. The win goes to Tanner Houck, his second career win and second of the season. So now he's 2-0 to start the year or for the year for 2020. And the loss gets slapped to a Davey Garcia, his second of the year. So now he's 2-2 two two to start the year. Yeah, so two of them were basically their top pitching prospects. So it was kind of like a pitching prospects duel. And I can tell you, Tanner Houck basically outdueled Davey Garcia. Yeah, really outdueled him. Yeah. Speaking of which, 
Guess where Tanner Houck's from? He's from the land of Lincoln, from St. Louis, Illinois. Well, actually, the St. Louis side of Illinois. I think he's from Edwardsville, but I could be wrong on that. He, yeah, he went to school in Edwardsville, but I'll look it up. Come on, let's look it up. Yeah, I just realized that, too. The guy's from Illinois. Awesome. So the Fenway, Illinois connection. All right. Let's look it up. Baseball reference. All right. Let's see if they have his profile yet. Tanner. Oh, here we are. Tanner Houck. Here we are. All right. So let's see. High school. Collinsville, Illinois. Okay, so that's the school. All right. So yeah, Collinsville, Illinois. All right. He went to school in Missouri. So Mizzou, Columbia. Yeah. Okay. So he is an Illinoisan. Yep. Tanner Houck. All right. Collinsville. Yeah, I remember, I think, uh, last basketball season, the basketball season that North Community had, they did play Collinsville. That was not a great experience for me. I mean, it's nothing against Tanner Houck, but, I mean, at the same time, too, I missed the whole experience. Yeah. So, anyway, I get there. I set up my usual spot for the, the film the basketball game mid-court, like in the bleachers. Like, but they kind of have like a bleacher thing where like they kind of have like a platform too, like a compass concrete platform, like where they'll have another set of stands. So I decided to set it there. One of the guys from uh, the athletic department said, Hey, are you supposed to be filming here? Of course. I mean, I usually film here. Uh, let me go check. And I just thought, uh, crap, they're going to try to overturn. You know what? The beat you to the punch. I'm just going to go move to one of the corners. And they basically came back and said, oh, okay, all right, we were going to tell you that too. But I just thought, <laughs> I mean, because I kind of want to get like film like center court so I can do it like an NBA court, NBA basketball game kind of like deal like or kind of like a game you see on TV. Like just get the entire court. So it kind of looks like you're doing midcourt, like you're filming in midcourt. And then I think they're doing something with like one of the little league basketball teams. And these kids were like, yeah, they were not really great. And I feel like I don't know what they did to like um they turn off the lights to like uh, the upper decks of the and I uh had my one of my phone charts so I took it out and right when I did it the lights to those like upper decks went off and those kids and these kids were like acting like the lights went out and they're kind of looking at me like I did this like no I, I don't know why the lights went off I mean and. I kind of figured they do this, okay? They shut off the lights for those upper decks. Just all right. I was just wondering, did I do this? <laughs> I just unplugged my phone. Just to, all right, but yeah. Anyway, Collinsville did or beat North Community. It wasn't really a great game. It really, yeah. I will say one thing: they do have the Nord. Their fight song is similar to Nordane's fight song. So all right, and they did produce Tanner Hawk. I will give them credit that they did produce Tanner Houck, right. uh, which which I did read on uh, Baseball Reference, All right. which Baseball Reference is more reliable than something like Wikipedia. So that's where we usually get our stats from is BaseballReference.com because that's basically their stats are more accurate. Right. So, yeah. So we did break the losing streak. Against the Yankees, but we still lost the series today. We did lose three games out to, or two games out to, or two games out three. So not great. 
but still, still great to beat the Yankees. Yeah. And I and also we are still in the tank. We still want to get that number one draft pick. But it is kind of cool to see be see the see us beat the Yankees at least win a game. At least where we beat them pretty badly. Two, a really good a team, a Yankees team that actually is better than us and possibly and probably will get into the postseason. Would most definitely will get into the postseason, whether they win their division or just get in as one of the wild card teams. I don't know. Like it's really as good to kind of beat them. So it is kind of good to beat them. Yeah. All right. So when we come back, we'll talk about standings, pit, playoff picture, who has the best and worst ERA, get into a little bit of fantasy, and then just call it a weekend. Call it a weekend. Let's go try to see how the Patriots are doing. See how the Pats are, Pats are doing. Yeah. The, no score yet. Uh, yeah. Apparently, I don't have a uh, YouTube TV. So, yeah, my sister uh, deactivated her account. So, I don't know. I feel like – I think YouTube TV is available on uh, – in uh, Bloomington or uh, Peoria and Bloomington Normal now. So, we could possibly get it, but I don't know. I may – mostly because I'm kind of teeter-tottering on it because I am kind of tight on money right now and – So let's go to break. All right, we are back. All right, go over standings. All right. So in the AL East, the Ray or the Tampa Bay Rays still lead their division with a 35 and 19 record, and they have clinched a postseason spot. So they are there will be October baseball for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yankees are in second place and they're three and a half games back of the division with a 31 and 22 record. Blue Jays are third place with a 27 and 26 record and are seven and a half games back. The Orioles are uh, 23 and are in fourth place with a 23 and 31 record and are 12 games back. And Sally Red Sox fans, we are in last place, fifth and last place with a 20 and 34 record and are 15 games back. All right. In the AL Central, all right, two teams have clinched. In first place, the White Sox have uh, clinched their uh, a postseason spot and are in first place right now in their division with a 34-19 record. Then the Twins are in second place, and they've already clinched a playoff spot, too, last night of winning against the Cubs, my Chicago Cubs, um, with a 32-22 with and 22 record and are two, game and a half, two and a half games back. In first place are the Cleveland Indians with a 29-24 and 24 record, five games back of the division. Um, in fourth place are the Detroit Tigers with a 22-30 and 30 free, or 30 record and are 15 or 11 and a half games back. And in dead last place in the Central AL Central Division is the Kansas City Royals with a 21-32 and 32 record and 13 games back. All right. All right. In the AL West, the Oakland Athletics have already clinched a postseason spot, so there will be October baseball for the third straight year in a row for the A's of Oakland. Yeah. Bad bars, mama. Bad bars are going to the postseason. Bad bars, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Elephants, yes. My nephew calls elephants bad bars. Yeah. All right. So they are in first place with a 33 and 20 record. Uh, the cheating Houston Astros are in second place and are six games back with a 27 and 26 record. <laughs> All right. In third place are the Seattle Mariners 
10 10 or uh 23 or 23 and 30 record and are 10 games back. In fourth place are the LA Angels with a 23 and 31 record and are 10 and a half games back. And in dead last place in the AL West is the Texas Rangers with a 19 and 34 record, uh 14 games back and are on 14 games back. Oh man, that could affect us our chances of landing Kumar Rocker or Jack Leiter with that record. Ugh. Right. And now moving on to the National League in the A in the NL wet or NL East, the Braves are leading their division and are 31 and 22. The Marlins, the Miami Marlins are in second place with a 28 and 25 record and are three games back. Um the Philadelphia Phillies are 20 or uh, third place with a 27 and 28 record and are four games back. The New York Mets are in fourth place with a 24 and 29 record and are seven games back. And in dead last place in the NL East is the defending World Series champion Washington Nationals, who are 20 and 32 and are 10 and a half games back. All right. In the NL Central, the Chicago Cubs are leading their division by Chicago Cubs, or at least for National League team. And are and they are 31 and 21, so very good. The St. Louis Cardinals are hot on their tail for four games back and are in second place with a 26 and 24 record. The Cincinnati Reds are in third place with a 27 and 27 record and are five games back. All right. And then the Milwaukee Brewers are uh, in fourth place with a 26 and 26 record and are five games back also. All right. And then in dead last place in the NL Central, possibly maybe the worst team in baseball right now. Uh, that might affect our chances of getting the number one draft pick are the Pittsburgh Pirates, 15 and 38, and are 16 and a half games back of their division. All right. Then in the NL West are the LA Dodgers. So Mookie Betts and all those guys, they have clinched a postseason spot. So possibly, let's see. For the fifth straight year in a row. There will be October baseball for the LA Dodgers, and possibly they will. I'm kind of hoping they at least win the World Series, just because. I don't know. I just just think just because they're a better team, and a I really want to see anybody but the Yankees win the World Series. So I'm kind of bending my money on the Dodgers. All right, all right. So they are in first place in their division, and have already clinched the postseason spot. As I said, with a 38 and 16 record, best record in baseball. All right, and the San Diego Padres are second are in second place, and are thirty four and thirty four and twenty with a four and four and a half or four games back. The San Francisco Giants are not going away. They are in third place uh, with a twenty six and twenty six record and are eleven games back. The Colorado Rockies are in fourth place with a twenty three and twenty nine record and are fourteen games back. And in dead last place in the NL West are the Arizona Diamondbacks. Her 20 and 34 and are 18 games back. All right. So if the playoffs were to begin tomorrow or begin and the season were to end today and the playoffs were to begin tomorrow, this is what the seeding would look like as of now. All right. Representing the American League in the postseason, your number one seed, the Tampa Bay Rays, second seed, the Chicago White Sox. Third seed, the Oakland Athletics. Bad bars. Bad bars, mama. <laughs> we'll explain later. All right. 
the fourth seed, the Minnesota Twins. The fifth seed, the, the New York Yankees. All right. <laughs> At least they're that low. All right. In the your sixth seed, the Houston Astros, the cheating Houston Astros. Your seventh seed, the Cleveland Indians. And your eighth seed, the Toronto Blue Jays. All right. So the matchups would be Rays and Blue Jays, White Sox and Indians, A's and A's and Astros, and Twins and Yankees. Ugh, yeah. Actually, the Yankees have actually had the Twins number in the past few years. They can't. They Twins cannot seem to beat the Yankees for some reason. I don't know. Maybe this could be the. Maybe this could be the postseason, especially as they're talking about this Yankees pitching staff. Maybe this could be the season, and with the Twins bats too, this could be the season where maybe the Twins decide to uh beat up on the Yankees. Let's see. We shall see. We shall see in a couple of weeks. That's the case. All right. And now representing the National League seeds, your number one seed and the best team in baseball right now, the L.A. Dodgers. Your two, second seed, the Chicago Cubs, my Chicago Cubs in the National League. All right. Number three, the Atlanta Braves. Fourth seed, the San Diego Padres. Your fifth seed, the Miami Marlins. Sixth seed, the St. Louis Cardinals. Seventh seed, the Philadelphia Phillies. And your eighth seed, the Cincinnati Reds. All right. So Dodgers will face the Reds. Cubs will face the Phillies. Braves will face the Cardinals. And Padres will face the Miami Marlins. All right. And news about that, too. So if you guys are thinking that the, this might be the only year that this might happen, well, guess what? I'm going to have to break some of you traditionalists' uh, hopes. They might p- take this whole postseason uh, format into next year. So when we have 162 games. I mean, in my opinion, <clears throat> I'm open to something like this. I am kind of open to something like this. I kind of do like it. It gives more teams a shot of maybe some postseason glory. But what I do kind of am concerned about is, what would this do to the regular season? Will we have to shorten the season now? That's the kind of question that might bring, because it will be expansion of the postseason. Yeah, because you got to get this done in October. And you can't get something like this done in October. But still, I mean, I mean, in my opinion, I'm open to whatever. I mean, if this brings more fans into the stands and possibly, I kind of like it too. I kind of like more teams in the postseason. I really do better than like the, and with the wild card rounds too, they're like a best of three. That's what I was kind of hoping with the wild card round when it started out, like be it a best of three instead of just being a one game uh, winner take all game. That's dumb. Yeah. But we'll see. Maybe this turn might be a success. Maybe it might be a bust. We'll see in a couple of weeks. All right. So let's go go through who has the best record for the worst record and see who possibly has the number one draft pick, who is probably going to get the number one draft pick. I'm guessing it's the Pirates and the Rangers. Ugh, I can't believe it. Yeah. We did all that tanking and just all that just angriness and just all those jokes just so he would just get the number three pick. That's, oh, my God. It's a lottery pick, but still. All right. All right. So from best to worst, let's read them off. L.A. Dodgers. 
uh, Tampa Bay Rays, Chicago White Sox, San Diego Padres, Oakland A's, Chicago Cubs, Minnesota Twins, Atlanta Braves, New York Yankees, Cleveland Indians, Miami Marlins, St. Louis Cardinals, Houston Astros, Philadelphia Phillies, Toronto Blue Jays, Cincinnati Reds, Milwaukee Brewers, um, San, or San Francisco Giants, uh, New York Mets, Colorado Rockies, Seattle Mariners, Baltimore Orioles, LA Angels, Detroit Tigers, Kansas City Royals, Washington Nationals, um, Arizona Diamondbacks, Boston Red Sox, Texas Rangers, and your worst team in baseball is the Pittsburgh Pirates. So they would possibly be getting either Jack Ryder, Jack Leiter, or Kamar Rocker in the draft. Ugh. Darn. You're so close. Well, maybe there's hope. Maybe we can overtake someone like the Pirates. Well, I mean, at least just the Texas Rangers. Seriously, let's just lose out. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of glad that I did beat the Yankees. At this point, let's just lose out. Just, I mean, at this point, the season's already over. Let's just lose out just in case. Not that I'd want to see the Red Sox lose ever, but at the same time, I really do want this number one draft pick, or at least the second or second number one or the number second or number two draft pick. Let's just make it happen. Honestly, God, I mean, seriously, just make the season at least worthwhile, just worth tanking for. So best and worst batting average in ERA. All right, who has the best batting average on the team right now? It belongs to tie between Debbie Gerlin and Jaro Munoz. Jaro Munoz with a thirty or a three hundred and thirty-three batting average. Yeah. So both of those guys, so Debbie or Devine Gerlin and Jaro Munoz are now on the active roster right now like to see. Uh, I would say like right now I think is Sandra Bogart with a 268 batting average. That's the only guy on the active roster because all four of the top guys I'm looking at right now, Gurren's down in uh, alternative training. Munoz is on the IL. We traded away Mitch Moreland and I haven't really heard of uh, Verdugo in the past couple of games. It seems that he could be heading to the IL. We could be calling somebody up in the next couple of days. So, yeah, so I feel like Verdugo's done for the year. All right. So, who has the best ERA on the team? Oh, I'm We're not done yet. No, no, no. Back, 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 back. All right, who has the be worst batting average on the team currently? <clears throat> so... Overall, it's Andrew Benatendi with a uh, 103 batting average, but he's out. So currently right now, it's Zue Lin with a 159 batting average. And then everybody else, like 20, 21. Or yeah, basically, yeah, Brian Brasher is a pitcher, so he doesn't count. He did not get in a bat. Um, Jonathan LaRucor did not get in a bat. He is a position player, but he did not get in a bat. And Marcus Wallen is a pitcher, so he doesn't count in his uh, – did not get bad either. All right, pitching. Who has the best and worst ERA on the team? So currently, right now, it's um, tied between Tanner Houck 
and Kevin Vuecki, but since Kevin Vuecki is a position player, I'm possibly going to give this to uh, Tanner Houck. So he has the best ERA on the team with a 0.00 ERA. So currently right now, I thought that would basically bump up after he gave up a run today, but that one run was not earned. So his ERA still is intact. His so his like perf- his perfect ERA is still intact. Who has the worst ERA on the team? It belongs still to uh, Robinson Lear with a 21 and 21 ERA or with a 20.21 ERA. All right, so Jose Peraza does have the worst, but since he's a position player, I really don't want to count it. He has a 27.0 ERA. Oh, no. I really feel like pitchers hitting and position players wanting the pitch is not great. I mean, who thought of those ideas? Whoever thought of those ideas was probably high when they did it. <clears throat> yeah, all right. All right. So let's go over fancy. See how we're doing. We got some teams that are in championship round. We are in we have some teams that are in championship rounds and consolation rounds too. So basically they're in the running for the first place loser or in the loser's bracket winner. <laughs> consolation. All right. So section 10 right now, as of now, is in the consolation bracket. And they are lo- or they are tied with the Ray- Rays team four four. I wonder what it happens if a team goes into a tie. I don't know, but if Section Ten were to win, they will go on to the Constellation fifth place uh, championship round. If they lose, they go to seventh place. Basically, yeah. So basically, it's so fifth place is first place, and then yeah, seventh place is like third place. Obviously, so yeah. So that's it for Section 10. So hopefully they can get a win. So possibly they might just at least get fifth place in. Yeah. All right. So. So starting nine and Poppy's the Goat is their seasons are done. They've had a really bad year. Yeah. Especially Poppy's the Goat. I really did this honor too, Big Poppy. Speaking of which, we got news this week that he did at one point have COVID. Either this either him or his brother had COVID. But now since then, he has tested negative. So that's very good. Man, almost getting shot and now having COVID. Man, this has not been a great couple of years for Big Poppy. Yeah. Man. Yeah, especially since I did this honor to, his, uh, to name one of my fantasy teams after him. And they really did not win a game whatsoever. All right. Arroyo Rooters. Currently, right now, they are losing two Ming Dynasty LA six to four. They have three games left, so basically, if they don't get anything done now, they're probably going to be done. Um, so their chance of possibly getting fifth place in the constellation round is possibly done. So they are probably going to face, um, got the rum two, got the rum, or oh, got the runs two. Oh, man, that's a great name for a yeah. Um, so they'll face them in the seventh game if facing what's kind of looking like seventh place game. So not great for Roy Rooters. 
All right, Bleacher 41. Currently, right now, they are beating KC Royals 8-2. And it's kind of looking like that they are possibly going to hold on to win. And they're in the championship round. So, technically, if they win, they are in the championship final with a chance to basically take home championship glory next week. So, basically, look what's looking like they will possibly face off against Major League. Ooh, yeah, Major League. Hasn't really been good to us in the yeah, – yeah, this might not be a good year for Bleacher 41. Huh. Just so close and yet so far. All right. And right now, Peter Griffins are losing to 10,000 right now with a score of 582 to 536. And it looks like uh, Peter Griffins' games, they have no more games this year, so they're basically – their games are over. Yeah, it's kind of looking like it's done for them. So they will face off in the seventh place game next week in the Constellation round, possibly against who? Um, possibly against Todd's terrific team. What terrific names for these squads, yeah. All right, so that's it for Yahoo Fantasy. Let's go over to ESPN Fantasy. How much time do I have? I think we're doing doing good on time. All right. So right now, oh lord, what is happening? No, no. Uh, the Currys are now losing to Nationals champions, two hundred sixty nine to two hundred fifty five. Darn it! I should have done my lineup today. Darn it! That was the team I was kind of hoping that would go far. All the way. Darn it. I'm just going to say, damn it. Oh, so close. Uh, all right. See where we're at. All right. So if we, so if somehow Currahees do not win this game, currently right now they're losing 269 to 255. So if they lose, they will play in the third place game against possibly Team B. Uh, hopefully there's a miracle. Hopefully we get a miracle out of this. God damn it. Sorry to, sorry to curse, but at the same time, darn it. I'm so close to winning this. And this is the team I was kind of hoping would win. <sighs> and Sly Kelly Sly is now losing to Team Muckley. Um, by two points, 226 to 224. Darn it. Everybody's now doing bad. Ah, everything's all falling apart now. What the hell's going on? Ah, unreal. All right, so they're losing, so they will possibly play in the third place game and possibly play against Team Lombardo. Lombardo. Real. Oh, Patriots are about to score. All right. I think. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Darn. That's why I kind of like that's kind of the main, also the main reason to why I did some of these fancy teams. So, if one fancy team kind of doesn't really turn out, where you also have another team too that could possibly take home fancy glory. All right, 
and then win or learn is losing to Team Pearson, 390 or 398 to 270. So the damages. All right. So if they are to lose, they would play also in the third place game. And we'll play against uh, Team Gomes. Uh, how? How? I'm kind of mad if I didn't really take care of my fantasy this week. Darn it. At least especially today. <clears throat> All right. And then Boston Toms are losing in their consolation game or consolation game against uh don't play 304 to 230. And if the fates will allow, or fates will probably against us, they will possibly play in the consolation round. Um man, this is kind of weird. Alright. Huh. Consolation. Okay. All right, I'm not really sure if their season will be done after this. Yeah, this is kind of weird. All right, you know what? All right, don't even look. All right, so currently right now they're losing. All right, um, Sean Johnson is a goddess is winning against. Uh, they're in the constellation round. They are winning against uh, Team Ogle, two hundred eighty-one to two hundred thirty-two, and um, To Nation is losing to. Get up, get up, and gone. 327 to 234. Yeah. Last day. Poop. I was hoping the Curahees would pull it out. Darn. Either all today was basically a calm, normal, and kind of exciting day. Now I'm kind of pissed. Huh. Darn it. So close. Maybe they maybe they can pull out a miracle. Let's hope. All right. All right. So next series um, is against the Orioles. Last series at home for the season. Um, it's against the Baltimore Orioles, as I said, and um, it's a free game series. So it's starting Tuesday and we'll go through Thursday. Um, so let's see. Go over the start times. Oh, they're oh, they're new early games. Nope, all six thirty starts or seven thirty starts Eastern time, whatever time zone you live in. In my time zone, in the Central time, it's six thirty our time. All right, man, we're getting late. And then yeah, so basically, yeah, two more series until the season is done. Two more. Because you got Baltimore at home, and then you go to Atlanta to wrap up the series. That's about it. No more Red Sox baseball until 2021. Yeah. Hmm. Shame. All right. Okay. Anything else? Kind of running out of time in the segment. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share. Keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on – or follow me on Twitter at JunkyardDog92. We'll have that in the details of the episode. And then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Podbean. 
or wherever you get your podcast from. Doesn't matter to us. And with that being said, that'll about do it. See you guys next week or see you guys Thursday. Banyana. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying to chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta know. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of need a little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. situation they got me facing i can't live a normal life i was raised by the state so i gotta be there with the hood team too much television watching got me chasing dreams i'm an educated fool with money on my mind got my tin in my hand and the green in my eye i'm a low-down gangster set tripping banker and my homies is down so don't arouse my anger fool death ain't nothing but a heartbeat the way i'm living life do a die what can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24? The way things are going, I don't know. Tell me, why are we so blind to see that the ones we hurt are you and me? most But I don't know what's tricky. They say I got to learn, but nobody.